Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about Mohi Masala, Nostalgia, and the second part of the interview with Jamie Thurston from 52 Lives. Welcome, my friends, to The Kindness Project. I am joined by two girls who used to be cute, and now there's something entirely different. How dare you! It's Sophie Dames. Give me a spud. Joining, joining the podcast. And so Charlotte Dames, give me a spud joining the po- podcast. She's um, not joining me. I am. joining okay. the podcast. And I'm joined by a man who orders the same curry absolutely every time without fail. Yeah, it's the one it's, I like. It's the one <laughs> it's I like. Chris Dames. And we're also joined. By the beast from the north, the man, the legend, with a the... bag on his head. <laughs> what? Oh my god, yes! What bag on his head? Remember uh, the joke. No. What's the what joke? What do you call a man with a bag on his head? Russell. No, that's not the joke. The <laughs> joke is, what do you call a man rolling in a pile of leaves? Russell. Russell. <laughs> we, no, we, two. What do you call a man with a bag on his head? Russell. Well, we're joined by a man with a bag on his head rolling. We're joined by a man with a paper bag on his head rolling in a pile of leaves. It's right. That's the best intro I've ever done. No one that is. What? What do you call the podcast with no editing? <laughs> 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 we'll just edit ourselves, Charlotte. Right. I can't edit. <laughs> oh God! You can but, do you can do PowerPoint, so I'm sure you can. Don't talk about PowerPoint. You know. Don't talk uh, about PowerPoint. PowerPoint would be fantastic. Oh yeah. No, I bet. <laughs> I tell you what you should do. You should do the kindness project PowerPoint. No. Do you reckon you could do that? So. Have, have you ever? Have you ever thought about a career in cheap planning? Look, we talked. We talk, we we talked about it last week on the podcast. Yeah. Me and Russell went to a, a business presentation where the man talked for an hour and a half about what they might do with Romford trams, and it wasn't it, it wasn't entertaining. They just want to put trees in the. It park. wasn't entertaining. So, um, we we've got a proper. Wait, wait. Um, remember that time where you told me that once you had a. Uh, Presentation and Charlotte put a jumping frog on she it. She did. She she played with my PowerPoint so that there was I a... taught you something new that day. Don't yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but I was meant to be presenting the day after, and you'd put a jumping frog. And there was a business like that. I was, I was meant to be going into this room full of you suits that and coin ties. To the frog made more sense. Yeah, can you do that? Yeah, can you put a bouncing frog on a PowerPoint? Maybe Charlotte can teach her. Maybe Russell can teach her. Maybe David, the town planner, can teach her. I, I didn't I see any bouncing frogs on this. Oh, no. Maybe you can do a bouncing trees on it. But you know what? I didn't realise PowerPoint's quite a good piece of kit, yeah. isn't it? We, me and Charlotte are in the middle of a, a game. We're making a game. Yeah, yeah, it's called Cat. And we're up to the bit where... Well, on PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. Apparently you can do choose your own adventure games on, on PowerPoint. But, I didn't, but I didn't, I didn't we haven't that. activated the buttons on it yet. Oh, all right, we'll get you'll get there, I'm sure. I'll figure out to So, how do people get in touch with us, Russell? You didn't know it. You were listening. Oh, come on, 
Come on, you're the you're already you're you're so vital to the podcast, or so you tell us. Oh, add, some, add some flair. Add some flair. Give it give you it some room. Hola. <laughs> He's not doing the H. What what is the matter with people in H's? Right, say say the word holiday. Holiday. <laughs> say the word house. Ass. <laughs> say the word hotel. Hotel. Oh god. This is a load of ollocks. <laughs> that doesn't ever be in it. You just chose the wrong word. I'm joking. Hollocks. Sorry. No, Hollocks. You can wait just a holler at the finest project. <laughs> dot co dot UK. <laughs> Don't go to UK. You can make us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We do have an Instagram. <laughs> and Instagram at whole at whole lot of kindness. Oh, that sounds amazing. That was oh yes, Claire, round of applause, round of applause, well deserved, guys. <laughs> Well deserved. So, would you like the question of the podcast? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> the question, oh, I like this. I like this family dynamic. I like, I'm loving Sophie really properly getting involved in the podcast. Because she'd been on before, but she just, it was last year and she just shouted at the mic, didn't she, really? <laughs> yeah. She's actually getting involved in the conversation now. So, last week's question of the podcast was, oh, no, this week's question of the podcast <laughs> is... What do you get really nostalgic about? What do you get nostalgic about? Baby bells. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Baby bells are still around. I know, but I don't hear them anymore. Um, CBeebies. CBeebies. Balamori. Oh, Balamori. What is the story in Balamori? Everybody wants to know. <laughs> no, you're just a plum. <laughs> Don't worry about the PC. <laughs> oh, oh, that that was amazing. You can actually visit the island of Balamori. It's not called that. I can't. Remember. I think it's something else. I can't remember. But you can visit Balamori. <laughs> no, I used to watch. I used to watch. See, babies, even when I was like 12, I just stopped watching it. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to get up at like 6 and see BBC didn't come on until... Russ, what are, you, what are you getting nostalgic about? Oh, thanks <laughs> oh, for your I'm input. Done. So, <laughs> what are you getting... I mean, you're you're seven, so you, you've you not got that much of a life to look back on, but what do you miss? When I was like three, and we got Dexter, and he was like really small. So you're getting nostalgic and about that. Cute. Okay. And I has loads of pictures. Fair enough. So you get nostalgic about that. No, I get no. I, I reckon I get nostalgic about old eighties games, retro games. I get nostalgic about. Oh yeah, we have a retro gaming console. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? You like that? It's got pong on it. Yeah, so we play. And that volleyball game. Oh, <laughs> that volleyball game is amazing. And it's got Sonic on it. Sonic. So. So re- retro games, and for some weird reason, I get nostalgic about... Kevin Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that far back. Um, I remember the afro. <laughs> I remember when I had hair. 
I remember when I was there. It was so far back. He's not coming back on the podcast. All right, can we just say that? Do you remember that time you went to that party and they were like things that things that we're nostalgic about? Someone took a picture of your ball patch. True. Things that things that existed twenty years ago but don't now. And somebody tweeted a photo of my bald patch (laughs) saying Chris's hair. Yeah, so my hair, I'm nostalgic about. The other thing I'm nostalgic about is there used to be, I think it still exists actually, but I've been in it for years, a burger chain called Wimpy, right? Oh, it does. And, and I think it was... It does. I think it was awful back then. But I remember going to my mate, my mate John, you know, like Cookie, Cookie. Cookie. So Cookie is a regular contributor on the podcast. I know you'll be listening. I remember going to... Um, uh, uh, a wimpy. I think it was John's eighth or ninth birthday. Going into the wimpy, and he ordered a bender in a bun. Oh. Now that is the worst name for a burger ever, isn't it? Now it's just offensive. It is, it is quite offensive. What's a and then bender? I think it was a. I, th- I can't remember what what was, was in the bender dog. in. A, yeah, it was a hot dog in a bun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was just a hot yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, but they had all these funky names for it, and then they had a banana. In chocolate sauce. Brown Derby. They call it Brown Derby. They still do. Again. They still do. A awful name for a dessert. So no wonder that McDonald's got the Monopoly quicker than Wimpy because they were just not good at... Wimpy's still around. Is still around. Have you, when was the last time you went in a Wimpy? A year ago or so. Okay. Stuck like a whale. Never refurbished. Stuck like a whale? <laughs> Stuck like all hell. Oh, right, okay. Now they're refurbishing the place. They're changing it, I think. So, when have you been, ever been in a Wimpy? Yeah, she was with me. Oh, was I there? No, me, Mum and Soph. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. So when you go Wimpy, I don't get invited, no? You weren't coming. It was when I went, when I did the um, school's... It was a performance evening for the school. OK, OK. And Mum was dropping me off. And we, we were like, let's get dinner beforehand. It was Nando's or Wimpy. And Nando's had a line out the door and Wimpy had like five spare tables. Of course he did, because he's a Wimpy. Of course he had spare tables. Nando, you know, go queue up. Stay the sheep. No, I had... No, was I it had, Romford? Yeah, it was, it was. Uh, and I had to... <laughs> I had to be there in half an hour. And they were like, yeah, the line for Nando's is an hour. No, I know, I know, but... Even oh, so, I'd starve rather than going to Wimpy, honestly. I need it. Russ, have you ever been in a Wimpy? No. Ever? I don't think I have, no. You've never had a Wimpy? No, we used to go to McDonald's a lot, because Mummy worked there. She did, yeah. My, so my nanny Anne used to work in McDonald's, so we went in there quite a lot. But, um, I, I only go a couple of places now. Where'd you go now? Where'd you go? I'm not, I came with a spoon. Oh, I can with a spoon. I go. I tell you, it's top class with a spoon, isn't it? I go. Well, I go my local Chinese, uh, which is the East Garden in uh, Right, we're not advertising on the pod. Why did you just do? Why did you just advertise your local Chinese? Right. Chinese is Send them an invoice. <laughs> Send. <laughs> right. Right, other Chineses are available. Yeah, we yeah. can say that. But I still want to send them an invoice. Other Chineses are available, not as good. What about Wibberspons? We ain't sending them an invoice. Send Tim Martin an invoice, all right? We've mentioned them. Um, so, um, that is uh, all of the things that we get nostalgic about. 
We'd like to know what you're nostalgic about. Let's get on with the show. So, uh, we've got the second part of the interview, ladies and Russell. I should have just said ladies. Um, the, the, with Jamie Thurston, um, who runs the amazing, amazing, amazing 52 Lives. Now, she does incredible work week in, week out. And we continue to work with her, uh, continue to talk to her about the work that she does um, together with asking her some of now our world famous questions of the podcast. Ooh. Shall we listen? Yeah. But that's the weird thing, Jamie, isn't it? Because Sophie got bored about two hours in. She went off and, and did something else. She did some colouring or something. I'm still there an hour later trying to build this fairground. And I'm like, I'm, I'm playing with Lego on my own as a 40 year old man. I don't know whether. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> If I, if they want me to play with them, I'm always quite glad when it's Lego because I like. Lego. Yeah, I, 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 no, I do, I do love, I do love the creative element of it. But the challenge we, I had with Sophie is she turned, she sort of turned into a mini supervisor. So when I tried to build something independently, she came back and went, "That's not what the instructions say, Dad." So I don't, I don't know how to win in situation. Tell me, uh, I, I feel like we've turned this into the Lego project as opposed to the Kindness project, but we'll get back on track, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about the favourite stories of the people you've helped uh, with 52 Lives. Gosh, there's, um, there's so many. There's one, one in particular, actually, that I was, um, I was really nervous about at the time. I, was, I heard about a lady, she's an asylum seeker, okay. and she was pregnant and homeless, and she was, she was eight months pregnant, and um, which I've been told isn't allowed to happen. You're supposed to, I think it's by a certain weeks of pregnancy, no matter what your situation, you're supposed to be given some kind of accommodation. Right. Um, but she didn't have the right paperwork, she'd fallen through the cracks, she was just, um, she was just on her own, and she, the reason she was pregnant was she was raped, um, in this country. Right. Yeah, so we wanted to help her, and I set up a wish list. Um, and I was a wish list, and I filled it with baby things. I asked her what she needed, and she said just a pram. Um, that was her first baby, um, so I don't think she really completely yeah, knew what she needed. Yeah. And as we were just about to help her, she did, she was given a room in a shared house. Okay. Um, so she had somewhere to put things at least. Um, and I spent an hours on wishing probably about 100 things on it. And I was a bit nervous about that story. I was worried that, you know, I know asylum can be a bit of a controversial issue in this country. And I was nervous that people wouldn't want to help her. I thought people might think, well, why doesn't she just go back to her own country or any of those things that, that people can sometimes come out with. Okay. Um, and I was worried that at the end of the week, I might have to buy all the things <laughs> I didn't want to let her down, but I, I, yeah, I was nervous. Um, and I saw the list, and I went back on later to check how many items were had been bought, and there was nothing there, and I thought I'd made a mistake. I was thinking, have I not made the list lucky? Yeah. Things in the and everything had been bought within you know, the first hour. Amazing. Love it. Uh, and she was, um, she was so overwhelmed. I got to go and meet her, actually, in the hospital, because her baby came early, and, you know, her baby was there wrapped in blankets that, that we... Yeah. Yeah, that one was wonderful. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think there's a when it comes to individual stories, and I, I think that's where 
sort of something like 52 Lives helped so much. These are people who need help. You know, I think sometimes with conversations around asylum and immigration, it's such a depersonalised argument. Um, and in reality, these are people who are fleeing from war or famine or whatever it may be, who just need a bit of help. Um, and it's, yeah, it's great that you, you helped out. Have you, have you got another one of your favourites? There's somebody we helped recently um, that really, oh gosh, I, I, whenever I was trying to tell people about his story the week that we were doing it, I kept on choking on. Um, it was one that really warmed my heart. He was a, a young boy, um, about 10 years old, and he had, he's cross-eyed and he's just recently been diagnosed with autism as well. Okay. He's really severely bullied at school. Um, some older boys. He got so severely bullied that they took him out of school. Um, he was so he was being homeschooled. At home, he was he, he wet his pants a lot. He was he just had so much anxiety as a result of this bullying. Yeah. And I found out when I was speaking to mum because um, originally we were just going to send him some nice cars and things from some of the schools. Probably. Yeah. And then when I was speaking to his mum, I found out a bit more about the situation and. He was sharing a single bed with his two older brothers. How old were the brothers? Uh, one was a teenager. Actually, no, one was older than the younger. There was a teenager, a 10-year-old, and I think an 8-year-old, all sharing a single bed. Um, because the, the, they were bunks, but they'd broken. Right. They needed new carpet, really, because he looked himself a lot. So the carpet's in quite a bad state, but they, they just didn't have very much money. One of the parents was looking after him and schooling him full-time. The other parent had, had not walking for a little while because he was caring for his ill father. Right. Now, we're just in a really terrible circumstance. Yeah, so yeah. So, put out requests. She just, she just wanted cards for him or something to make, cheer him up a bit. But I was trying to raise funds to buy the new beds. Um, we needed, I think I said, £500 or something like that. Mm. And we ended up with... I think almost £5,000 we raised for them. So we recarpeted the whole house, we bought them all new beds, new bedding, redone their bedrooms, and we've sent them away on a little mini break as well. Love it. And lots of, because we just Christmas, so he got a lot of Christmas presents. <laughs> and, and help me understand, when you get donations for projects, do you use a sort of GoFundMe page? How, how the donations come in? Before we were registered charity, we used to use pages yeah. like GoFundMe, but now um, the money comes into the charity. Direct, yeah, sure. Right. We can put this date on it, and uh, we give the people all, all the gift dates while well, it goes on the people yeah. helping. Yeah, so, um, and, and, then, and then, what's the average size of the, of the donation? Is it loads of people giving small amounts, or how, how, how is it? What's the shape of, 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 of how much people give? Most the average donation. Um, I, I've been doing our counts recently, actually, so I've <laughs> about twenty-five pounds, I think. Okay. But that feels slightly skewed because I uh, I know a lot of people give a few pounds, and yeah. every now and then there's one person that gives maybe five hundred or a thousand. So that kind of yeah. skews it a bit. But we do have a lot of a lot of little donations come in, and often with little notes from people saying, "I'm so sorry, I can't give more." Yeah. But I can't. Um, and I try not to, it's hard sometimes, but I try not to single out our big donors and, and give them a special thanks. It's hard sometimes because if somebody has, you know, bought the whole thing that we need, I like to thank them. But 
for somebody that's some of our donors that give one or two pounds, yeah. they can't afford it. And um, to them, that's a huge amount of money. But, so I try and thank people who give a lot of money more than I thank people who give maybe a pound. Yeah, it's interesting. But that donations donations are always relative, aren't they? So as you say, if you're in a position where you you've got ten pounds spare, five pounds is a lot of money compared to somebody where five thousand pound might not be. So it's a yeah, it's a you don't want to you don't want to discourage people who are making an impact, and actually it makes uh, that that small smaller donation makes a bigger impact in their life. So completely get that. Um, how many how, how do requests for help? Uh, into 52 lives come in and how, how do you how do you decide because I'd imagine there's more good causes out there that you could potentially help that you'd love to that you can't it, I read through so we have a nominations form on our website and people fill in a form okay. and nominate someone who needs help and I read through them all at the beginning of each week and how many do you get it varies so much like some weeks I have maybe five okay um, and some weeks I might have 200 it, it depends on I think sometimes if, if the link's being put in some kind of Facebook group or if we've been in the media a bit then we suddenly get an influx spike um, yeah we do keep nominations for up to a year so if, we do, if you nominate in a certain week it doesn't mean we'll only help you on that week okay I go back over the a year's worth but honestly it's the I think it's the best and worst few hours of my week reading through the nominations. I love, I mean, so many, so many sad stories of people going through difficult times, but also I know that we're going to be able to help. help. Um, there's, there's, there is often, even when there's a lot, there is often a few that just stand out and um, I try and make it something that's achievable within a week. So, you know, if somebody needs a hundred thousand pounds, then it, we can't really help Probably with that. Probably not doable, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just things that I think that people will um, be able to either give goods or services or And what what's the mixture between sort of goods and financial reward or services? Well, how's that? Did you? Is it typically more money or more staff or more help? Has it has it split on the site? I'd say it's a pretty even split between goods and money. Okay. okay. If we need goods, we can set up this. Um, sometimes if the goods that the people need, if, if either we can get a better deal for using the or um, or if it's something that's quite easy, then yeah. we tend to get donations and we buy it. Okay, and and tell me about what the future looks like for you personally and for Fifty Two Lives. What have you got planned for the future? Um, for me personally, you're happy, Jamie. You don't need to worry. <laughs> we have our charity strategy day coming up soon, and I have to really push myself to think about the strategic plan of where I want to be. I'm just quite happy. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I just I don't like planning that much in advance, I guess. But, okay. Um, this year we are focusing quite a lot on expanding the school of kindness. Um, we're going to launch a new website for schools. Okay. And the idea behind that is going to be enabling schools to help schools, so maybe schools with more to help schools that maybe struggle. Yeah. Because now, now I know I know where we are. That a lot of the schools are academies now, right? So, so certainly, if one school does that, potentially the other schools in that group can do it. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think we're 
Yeah, well, I think we, we just hear a lot about schools where they don't have, you know, for example, shoes. They, they, they families right. We bought quite a lot of school shoes for the children that couldn't afford shoes. Mm. Uh, some of the people we helped in the Christmas project are nominated by schools where they say a lot of their children are coming from families in poverty. Um, and we work with other schools who are, you know, fundraising for their fifth minibuses. Yeah, yeah. When we go around and do all these workshops in schools, we, we work in state schools and private schools. Um, whenever we leave, they always say, what else can we do? How else can we help? And we just want to give them a way to help beyond the workshop, I guess. So we're trying Fine. to a way for them to do that. Thank so you. like a framework of, of how to be kind to their community or fellow schools or stuff like that. They're going to be able to come to this website and choose things to help, but they'll be able to say, We're going to help with that project. We're going to help buy school shoes for those. Cool. Love that idea. Love that idea. When's that launching? Do you know? No, I'm working on it at the moment. <laughs> no pressure. You're happy. Don't worry. It's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, mate, yeah, maybe by the time the podcast. And if it is, we'll make sure I give it a shout out and I'll put it in the show notes. So I'll make, I'll make sure that's done. Um, should we? That's the website. I've got the website address. What's the website? Love it. Okay, so we'll make sure we share that, but we'll check whether it's it's live before we we send it out. And it's not on my question list, but as we're both fans of David Hamilton's book, what's your favourite reason he gives for being kind? Gosh, um, I, I just find all clients of kindness incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think the um, I think the help is high. The fact that it, when you're kind to someone, yeah. or even with just kindness um, or give kindness, it so receive, give, or witness kindness, you get that elevated yeah. feeling. Yeah, the endorphin buzz, don't you? Yeah. It, it releases all these chemicals that give you a natural high, which is incredible. And yeah. I think, especially for working with children in schools, and you know, there's so much chat around now about mental health and well-being, and I think maybe we overcomplicate it. Get everyone to be kind to each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just it helps somebody else, and it helps yourself. And I know, I know, there's stories, um, there's, there's stories in David's book that, that talk about that. So that's really good. So, just before we find uh, share with people uh, where they can find out more about you and Fifty Two Lives, I don't know if you remember last time we did the podcast. We did a, we do a thing every week on our podcast where we ask our listeners. Um, a non-kindness-related question. It's called Question of the Podcast, obvious name. Um, and what I want to do is ask you some of those questions. So the first one is, what's your favourite use of an egg? Pancakes. Oh, God. That's an amazing choice. What are we having in the pancakes, Jamie? What are we, what, what are we including? Mine are very healthy. The kids hate them. It's normally whole wheat flour, oat milk, and an egg. Okay. No sugar. Fruit? Are we having strawberries in the pancakes or not? Well, on top of the pancakes, maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay. Honey? Pardon? Any honey on there or not? Uh, no. 
Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I would have. Been, I, my one would have been covered in sugar and chocolate and everything. If you could be any character from one of your favourite books, who would you choose? Oh. oh, it's amazing, Harry Potter. Get, Char Charlotte, my oldest, loves Harry Potter. Um, but I tell you, um, uh, I tell you one thing she's, we're reading together. It's an amazing book. It's a book called The Giver by Lois Lowry. It's like a sci-fi uh, dystopian world future book. It's really, really good. Um, maybe not for 10, but certainly when they get a bit older, it's, it's amazing. If you... That's how long it is since I've read an adult's book. I'm reading to my children. All I can think of are David Williams characters. <laughs> oh, but, but I, you know what? That's one of the things that I look forward to every Christmas now, a David Williams dramatisation. It's something we all sit down as a family and enjoy. Um, let me give you another one. Who's the best Muppet? Uh, the, the, who's the, the cook? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, the Swedish chef. Yeah, very good. Um, okay, let me give you another. Let me have a look. Um, uh, uh, let me have a look. Let me have a look. Uh, two seconds. Let me find a good one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever had? Okay. See, I, I don't know whether I don't know whether I'd I, I saw it years ago and I remember enjoying it, but I don't know whether it's one of those things where it's tainted with nostalgia. So you're you're good, yeah. Um, but I, I did I did show Sophie The Goonies the other day. Have you have you read? Yeah, it's on Netflix, isn't it? So we watched The Goonies. So so um, she she. So she's seven, and she felt it was quite violent, funny enough, because there are elements in it that are... Um, but I loved it. I sat, there, I sat there watching it all the way through. What's your, um, what's your favourite app? Favourite app? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the one that I 
one, one that I use all the time at the moment is it's called Think Dirty. Okay. It sounds really awful, but it's not <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, this is a family podcast. What does what does Think Dirty do? <laughs> you scan products and it tells you if they're uh, toxic or you know good for you. I scan like all of my. I'm having a bit of a clear out of all of my makeup products and okay. have less chemicals in the house and you scan a product and it rates it for you and tells oh, you oh I like it I like it a lot and <laughs> not very fun app is it no, it's not fun, but it's useful all the same. It's it's all good. Um, and and my last one is uh, last two actually the d- two recent ones. Who would you swap lives with for a week? One of my children. Ooh. I know the kids have great amounts of fun, don't they? What one would you choose? Oh, see, um, I think my daughter. I'd swap lives with my daughter for a week. I really would like to. Is that an age where I feel like I'm losing a bit of connection with her, if you know what I mean? Yeah. I would really like to live from her perspective for a bit. I think it would make me a much better mum. Yeah, no, it sounds, sounds like a really good answer. Um, and last one, if you could do any job for a day and have the skills and the knowledge and the attributes to do it really well, but you only do it for a day, what job would you choose? I think, I don't know what job this is, but the people who do free diving where you just go under the water for long periods of time. Yeah. Whatever job it is, I'd like to do that. So without without any scuba equipment, without any just sort of as as, as deep as you can, right? I think it would be amazing, but I, I definitely don't have the the temperament to do it. Gotcha. Are you a, are you a diver then? Is that is that why you do that? No, I just like to do things. But I always I, I was brought up in Australia. I just think about sharks all the time whenever I'm in the water. <laughs> I did opportunity years ago. I was in South Africa. I had the opportunity to go uh, shark diving. Um, uh, and I, I, I lost my nerve, and I sort of regret doing that now because I would have loved to do that. But I can stay on the list for for a future year. Um, my husband went shark diving, and he has a lot of scars on his on his torso from his operations. Okay. He was there, and somebody asked him because obviously he was getting undressed to do his shark diving, and some tourists were there and asked him. Um, where he got his scars from, and he said, "Last time the cage did." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, was it somebody waiting to go in the cage? Because potentially that had put me off a bit. Yeah, yeah. Don't they? That, don't worry. They don't bite that hard. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the chat and to us at the Kindness Project. Um, I remember now why I wanted you to come on so much because I really enjoyed our chat. Um, uh, what? Sorry? Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. And uh, let's keep in touch about the Lego at the very least, because if like, I, might, I might need some help sort of uh, trying to work out one of Sophie's future plans. Um, um, where can people find out more about you and 52 Lives? Um, the best place is the website, 52-lives.org, and we're on uh, most social media. Probably not cool. the really new young ones, because I do. <laughs> yeah. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, but Facebook's the best platform, is it? Because that's where the yeah. engagement goes on. Okay, cool. That's amazing. Thank you for your time again, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
So, that was the last part of Jamie Thur- Thurston. What did you think of the interview? It was good. Good. Let's go on with the show. Tis the end! It's getting louder every week. Right. Come on, give me a go. Right, so, last week... Tis the end. Right, are you done? Do you want to do a tis the end? Or tis not? the end! Right. Come on, Ross, give me a go. Russell, 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 what? Hey, tis the end. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we need to get Russell on more often. He's, he's, he's hilarious. Well, better than Dave. Um, that's, that's, that's one thing. Right, um, so... What we've got, last week's question in the podcast this week was one that, again, loads of people commented on. Um, what makes you really proud about your kids? <laughs> got a little tear in my eye because I'm really proud of you two, you know? I don't know. I, I am super proud. Gee, shucks off, man. I'm, I'm super proud of you, and I'm super proud of you because you are amazing, amazing well, people. Well, I don't have any kids, so I can't answer. <laughs> What makes you proud about your kids, Charlotte? Well, they, they, they are doing so well and they they like to stay out of trouble and I get loads of hugs, so it's great. Okay. you Right, can I, I just say this? As we're either. talking about hugs, right, I'd like to say I am proud of Charlotte. She's amazing. <laughs> she does great stuff. But I she gives the weirdest yeah. hug in the world, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. No, so... They can't Man, see this is so. a podcast, so if you can't do visuals, darling. So, but it is a weird hug. So you duck down... Then you put your arms straight and then you waddle towards them. Let's do the time hop again. Let's do the Charlotte hug again. It's more of a sumo wrestle. It is a bit of a sumo wrestle. I'm not Um, the right height for hugs. So there are a lot of people who are suitably... (laughs) You two finish, we get on the podcast Right, we're getting on with the sorry, podcast. Sorry. Right, um, we had loads of people comment on how proud they were of their kids and the reasons why. Damien Clyburn said he's proud of his kids just for being them. No other words needed. I want some unique kids, ain't that enough? <laughs> um, Dan Gaylor said learning to say morning to everyone he sees down the street and waving at them. He's only two years old, but when you see it, it can make people smile every time. I love Aww. that. I absolutely love that. Gemma Siddle said, My four-year-old gave her favourite toy to a crying toddler on a flight at the weekend to make him feel better. Gemma, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, uh, so that was it. Twitter. Oh, no, 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 no. Ian at Money Alive said, uh, My daughter... Does voluntary work at a food bank every Friday night following long weeks of work. Now, I'll tell you what I love about this one. People are proud of their kids for acts of kindness. Mm. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, And also, uh, Ian at Money Live said, my daughter's been published for the first time, so he's clearly a a very proud dad at the minute. Matt um, showed us a certificate that Ellis received... Uh, he was star of the day. Can I have a star of the day certificate? I'd like one of them. Um, and um, 
yeah, so that so that was it. That was it from Twitter. Um, After this, I'm gonna make Dad start of the day. Um, and then, but in, it's for in terms sorry. of in terms of what kids have done recently to make you proud, we've got a few other comments. Um, uh, Karina Murray said, "My autistic three-year-old makes on average nine-word sentences. Her peers are expected to make four-word sentences." Russell Dame says. I don't have kids, but my nieces and nephews always make me proud in their own way. Who are they when they're around there? Charlotte and Sophie are more amazing every time I see them. Uh Oh, oh. And James is doing well at school, and Thomas has an attitude on him, but he's grown into an amazing young man. Stevie from the gym. Stevie from the gym made a comment. Steve Steve from the gym. My, My mate Steve Dan said, I'm going to be a granddad in September. That ain't too bad. Uh, Sarah Lou said, Tom doing his GCSE exams for a whole week with gastroenteritis and Jem staying in her job and getting the year group she wanted. Day four's like, has got some pretty impressive kids. My eldest had just finished, finished a master's degree at Cambridge. My second had just completed in a rowing competition. My third has been studying diligently for exams and my fourth both has won a netball t- t- tournament. But regardless of all these achievements, I'll always be proud of my babies. They're amazing. Oh, oh Dave's a good bloke. Dave's a good bloke. Um, Hayley said, Te- the teenager has a new job. The little dude recently moved to his silver award in time stables. And little diva got a certificate for class star of the half term just before the holidays. Mummy said something. Oh, God. So mummy's made a comment. Um, Charlotte makes me proud every day. She is never afraid to be herself and always looks out for others. Hashtag Mama Bear. Um, and as for Soph, she's becoming a lovely little lady with a wicked sense of Homer. What? <laughs> I didn't realise you had a wicked sense of Homer. I thought, I thought you had a... I thought you had a wicked sense of humour. But no, you haven't. You've got a wicked sense of Homer. Don't. Um, Nick Nick Matthews just said, just being called dad is enough for me. And Mia Flanagan said, my son is finishing his GCSEs this week, but he cooked me lunch on Monday and said he would cook me lunch every day during the summer holidays. I'm so proud of him, but just to watch him grow and mature into a gorgeous young man. I've been a bit tearful lately, but that's just happy emotional tears. Sarah Robinson said, all three make me proud daily, but my eldest has just announced his wedding date. Um, and John Cook said, Sparky ate his dinner like a good boy. So he's not a, not really a child, John, but we'll let you have it anyway. So He's a good dog. He's a good dog. So that's all of the answers for this week. As we've got four of us on the podcast this week, who wants to say bye first? Me! Go on then. I'll say bye next. Bye. Do you want to say bye, that's, Charlotte? That's all the last laugh. Hey, bye bye, dear. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte, would you like to say bye? Bye. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.